1: My friend Dan, he's got a podcast, cause all comics need a podcast, and nobody had a podcast called The Art of Bombing. So Dan went out and bought a tape deck, who knows why he bought a tape deck. Podcasts don't get played on tape decks, but Dan is from the 80s, so hey there all you funny jerks, come talk to Dan about your work, tell him all about your worst times, it's The Art of Bombing. Welcome to an all new episode of Between Bombs Callbacks, where Josh and I call back the most recent episode. And in this episode, we are calling back episode 292. Two ninety
2: two, baby. Two
1: ninety two. I'm so we're getting so far so close to three hundred. I can't keep track.
2: You just want to say three hundred right there. I do. I do. Because
1: I keep bringing it (laughs) up because we're so close.
2: Oh, man. Only a few weeks away from the big three zero zero. This time, Chase Tressler. uh, You know, he, he he's a fusion guy. Martial arts, singing, comedy. Little jack of all trades. That's right. He's a triple threat for sure.
1: Yeah, sure. And
2: he he like his holy trinity of comedy is good jokes, good drinks, and good times. He's he's just (laughs) a a rule of three kind of guy. That sounds that
1: sounds about like Chase. That sounds about like Chase. Yeah, he's great. He's one of the first comics that I kind of met when I moved up to the area too, and uh, it was interesting because I didn't realize he actually lived in uh loveland so he is actually part of the loveland comedy scene which at this point in time i believe is just him myself nope. and jeff albright you <laughs> three, three guys
2: <laughs> we're staying in the box here rule of three we rule got three, three
1: things i take that back i take that back i'm lying there is a couple new comics newer comics that do live here in loveland now that have started in the last
2: year so the scene in oh, just Loveland is growing. <laughs> got to get rid of those guys. I mean, good that it's growing. Oh, no, we but...
1: want to grow. We want it to okay. grow.
2: What, three guys at a time, please. Like it's some, just... like 30. Let's get to oh, 30. Oh, okay. We got to keep 300. Rule, of, 300. rule of three. <laughs> 300. See, there's something going on today, man, with the with the threes. We got three topics. We got uh, two topics, and we got a question. So three That's right. things to cover. We do have a lot of things to cover. That's right. We are at the end of the show. We are going to be doing
1: uh, questions now from people who listen to the podcast. That's, you know, that's where these questions are coming from. Listener questions. I just want to throw out real quick. If you have a question. Now, these questions can be comedy related. It can be questions about the podcast. could can be questions about Josh and I's careers. could can be just questions about life. Maybe you want our opinion on something. We'd be glad to ask uh, to answer them. And just know that we're not, uh, we don't uh, claim to be experts at anything. We're just giving our insight and it's just going to be a new segment at the end of the show. So if you have a question that you would like to ask us, you can send it to us via email uh, or you can send it on uh, messenger on either Instagram or uh, Facebook. But our email is pod at gmail.com. So if you have questions you'd like us to answer, You can ask there, or you can go into the Facebook group, the Art of Bombing Bomb Squad Facebook group, and uh, leave your questions there. But before we get
2: to those questions, we've got some hot topics, don't we, Josh? Hot topics. Hot topics. (laughs) But I'm worried about this, Dan. People might not have context for it unless they go back and listen to the episode. Oh, that is a good
1: point. We should probably let them go back and listen. All right. Are you guys ready? Three. Two, Two, one. one. We're back. We are. We're back. I hope you enjoyed episode 292. Not 293, not 291, but 292 with Chase (laughs)
2: Tressler. I went back and listened to it again. And so I'm, I'm full of fresh, like I've got, it's on the front of my mind. And the first thing that I thought of after listening to it was, that there are benefits to reviewing your old sets absolutely like not just like yesterday's or the most recent one but going back a ways
1: Mm -hmm. don't you think
2: i think so i really
1: agree with that i think and, and and you know maybe this is a hot take but i almost think sometimes that's more beneficial Been listening to your most recent because sometimes, and I don't know how it is for you, but I know for me, uh, you know, sometimes I forget about jokes. You know, you're Mm -hmm. you're constantly working on a new five or new 10 or whatever, and you're throwing it in and trying to work out new material. And for me, sometimes I rotate in when I rotate in stuff, I rotate out stuff, and then it it doesn't become muscle memory anymore because I'm not doing those jokes and I just kind of forget. Or I listen back to some open mics. And I'll hear a joke that I was working on and I'd never did anything with. And it's like, oh, now I'm further on in my career where I have a little bit better understanding of comedy and writing. I can now go back to that joke and probably, you know, get it to, its where, to where it's a good joke. I could really mold it and shape it and get it to where I need it to be a good, polished joke. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And a lot of times what stops me from doing that is it's difficult to hear, you mm-hmm. know, and it, and I'm not just talking about <clears throat> the usual sound of my own voice. That's what it is but for me. Yeah.
1: I don't like listening to your voice either, Josh. You're uh, oh, <laughs>
2: that's for me. yeah. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And, yeah. It sounds like I should have a game show somewhere. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't but that's, so that's just the voice that I got. And (laughs) what the the other thing that stops me from listening to it is just the idea that, you know, okay, I, this isn't enjoyable. This is so bad, right? I'm going to mess this up or or I I wasn't prepared or I'm talking at them, not to them list goes on. But I think when you have that, like, you're supposed to have that feeling Mm -hmm. because you're better now. And you're reviewing something in hindsight that mean from a better perspective, you're a better comedian listening to a worse comedian. So if you go back and you listen to your your set from a few years ago and you've got absolutely nothing constructively critical to say about it, uh, that's bad. Yeah,
1: I agree. I and you know, that's something I've definitely been coming more to terms with and being more aware of you know an example of that was when my dry bar comedy special came out last year I you know I had filmed it a year and a half before it came out and so I could I watched it and I appreciated it for what it was and that when it was recorded and the circumstances around recording it because it was filmed during uh COVID and they had limited capacities and things like that. So there were some other variables that definitely made an impact on, on the this, the recording itself. But when I watched it, it came out a year and a half, almost two years after I recorded it. And I had a tough time because I was like, oh, man, I'm so much better. But that's exactly to your point. you got to go into it with this is an older, not as experienced, not as a good comedian version of yourself. So you you have to have that perspective and know that, sure, it might not be the greatest comedy and it might not be to, on par to where you are now. And that's good because that means you're getting better as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Another thing that came out of it was good goals to have an open mic. And
1: I think right? that's speaking of uh, getting better. That's a good way to do it.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, to have a plan, have some goals that you want to accomplish. And I thought on the episode, you gave some examples. Like, I'm going to work on this transition between these two jokes. I'm going to try this new tag. Something specific yeah. that you're trying to accomplish there. Not Which is not, I want to win the mic. I want to be the best. Now, we do. Like, we see an audience respond well. We want to get a good response. We want to do well. Because that feels good. Oh, absolutely. But again, I agree with you.
1: That's not. That shouldn't be the objective of the open mic. Having the best set of the night. I mean, ultimately, you want to be funny, and you want to you want to get those laughs and a good response. But you you need to use that to to get your jokes to where they need to be, so you can get your paid gigs and get your yeah. showcase spots, and you know, hopefully, get into you know festivals and do you know, do good in contests and, you know, things that'll help further your career, you know, always, you should always be thinking about that, you know, where it's easy to be short-sighted and think about what's happening now. And, but we don't ever, you know, we don't always think about what, how do we use it to the, get us to the next step? We think, well, yeah. we, you know, we think kind of in baby steps but we need to be thinking long-term, you know, you think, oh, this open mic, I'm going to test a couple new jokes. You know, I'm going to go win the audience or whatever, and then maybe somebody locally will see me, and maybe they'll put me on a show. Well, then what happens when you get on that show? What, what you know, what what happens? You know, what are you? How are you going to use that show to your advantage? How are you going to you know get you know maybe a, get a follow? Same thing when your comics put you know uh, content out on the internet. How are you? using that to get you to the next level or to take that next step. And that's something that starts at the open mic level. You should be thinking about that right away. Yeah. Have any, you know, have some kind of a goal in mind, you know, for me personally, and I'm sure we've talked about it on the podcast before, because we do talk about goals a lot on the podcast. I'm a big advocate for setting goals uh, when I go to open mics now. And I think, Every time you go, and it, and it's also a good way to, you know, if you, you're, you you know, when it, the whole grand scheme of goals, you know, you should have goals for open mic, you should have career goals, you should have long term, short term, you know, all kinds of different types of goals. And the one thing nice about doing goal, you know, setting these small goals at an open mic, they're easily achievable. Yeah. If, if you achieve, start achieving goals, that helps, you know, it fuels you to want to keep actively trying to achieve goals, even your longer term goals, it, you know, and and you can even incorporate how, you know, a goal at an open mic is a step that's part of a long term goal. And, you know, for example, my goal here, the goal at the open mic is to work on one new minute of material that will then go into my five minute set that I'm polishing to get a good Tape for submitting and auditioning to then the next thing.
2: You know, you want taking a bigger goal and breaking it up into smaller pieces helps you achieve the bigger goal. And the other thing that I thought of when you were describing that is our behavior drives how we feel. It's not the other way around. If we want Mm -hmm. to feel good or feel positive about comedy, if we want to feel like we're in the mood to write jokes you got to do the behavior, right? Mm -hmm. Like I sit around sometimes and go, you know, I haven't written a good joke in a while. Nothing's come to me. And that's because I'm not doing it. I'm not writing. I'm not leaving space in my day to write, or I'm not going to open mics or shows to get into the behavior that's supporting the need to write for it. And so, and so then my attitude becomes oh well yeah i'm just not funny right now nothing's coming to me i don't want to go out i don't want to work and but when i start doing things it's kind of like you're like on your way home from like your normal work job at five o'clock in the afternoon and you get to choose between going to the gym or going home and watching youtube and sitting on your ass and drinking beer (laughs) you want to do the second thing because you just put yourself through a yep. hard day at work, and it's, yep. and you deserve it. But when you take when you take that left turn and you go to the gym, it sucks at first. It sucks during it because it's the gym. But when it's over, you feel awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And that like you put that feeling into yourself by doing the action. And mm-hmm. same goes here with these goals you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes even for me, not you know, just thinking outside of an open mic.
1: Sometimes I set little goals when I'm at a show you know and not necessarily to try a bunch of new material obviously because I want you know the show to be good but I'll give it I just had a big show this last weekend and I performed at a historical theater and I mean this place is huge uh, there was a big audience it was a fundraiser there you know there's a lot of elements I had to do an hour it wasn't really an opener they had you know a tv personality that did a little some talking or whatever. It wasn't really yeah. doing a set though, just kind of, uh, uh, more of an informative piece about the organization, what they do, that kind of thing. And then, and then they were introducing me. So, but you know, it was, there was a lot of pressure on, you know, there was a lot of pressure on, and I've been meaning to do this for a while. I have a joke that I do about taking a dab and I decided that I wasn't sure because it was kind of a Christian back um, nonprofit. And I talked to the guy before I went on stage, you know, the, the person who booked me about any material restrict restrictions. He was basically like, no, not really just not a lot of profanity, obviously, <clears throat> which, you know, for me, I'm typically clean, clean comedian. I'm not that edgy things like that. So if I have a bit that I'm a little worried about, it's still probably pretty mild. Uh, but I'd been meaning to try this joke at the end of my set anyway. And I thought, yeah. well, this joke, for this crowd because it may be a little more you know there may be more you know more christians in the audience or whatever it might be just a little bit on the riskier more side of things so i thought well i'm gonna do it at the end of my set that way if it is too risky sure you want to go out on a big laugh but i did a bit where i got a big laugh right before it and i thought you know what i'm gonna do this quickly or not quick but i'm gonna do this bit if they don't like it I don't have to worry about winning them back,
2: <laughs> you know? It's over. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Because uh, I'm done.
1: After because this. I'm done. And, uh, <clears throat> and it went over, the bit went over really good. And I, you know, and I think, cause for me, I want to try to move that into being my closing bit. And so I, I set that goal for myself to do it in an actual show. And I, and it worked out well. And I was very happy. And, you know, it was one of my better sets that I've done in a long time. Uh, according to my fiance, it's the best set she's seen me do. It was the best hour I've done. Wow. Um, yeah, because I, I was she's just a little a, more relaxed. She has seen a lot. So for her to say that, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good uh, boost of confidence because uh, as many shows as she's seen, she'd probably be, she should be like, oh, man, are you ever going to shut up? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. all right well yeah. i think those were some, that, that was some great uh some great nuggets that you that you found in this episode some great points you know set your goals uh, we're gonna start wrapping up we do we like i said we have this new segment eventually i'll probably have a transition into the the segment where we'll you know play some music or something and it's right. more like radio i just haven't had a chance bam, bam, to bam, bam, that. now
2: thank yeah, you all right with my with my mouth now
1: Okay, perfect. Uh, and uh, so with that <laughs> With that being said, we've reached that that part that segment. Ask us anything. That's the that's just going to be the name of the segment. Instead of AMA, it's AUA, Ask A-U-A. Us Anything. Uh, where you can ask us questions and we'll try to answer them to the best of our abilities. I said at the top of the show you could, you know, leave them in the group, Facebook, all those things or email us the Bombing Pod at gmail.com this week's question, so they this person, uh, who I will mention here in a minute, they um, they had a whole bunch of different questions that were kind of all tied in, I think, into one. Um, but you know, it was a long question. So we're gonna break it up piece by piece, so we'll probably come in and out. Maybe on the next episode we'll do more of this question depending on what other questions come in but we're definitely going to get a good start. So this week's questions coming from Betsy, sir. Uh, sorry. I can't read very good. Betsy Severin Miller. There we go. <laughs> my, my, my uh, suck. <laughs> <laughs> my eyes suck. And uh, I'm at the. I'm sitting at the wrong distance to see the name. So Betsy Severin Miller. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. All right. So the first part of the question, do you see your comedy as a product or a service? And then uh, the second part of that is, do you see it as this is how I am, take it or leave it? Or how can I bring what I have to offer to the audience? Which I think this is a fantastic question. Yeah. I really do. What, what, how do you feel about this? I'm, I'm interested to see, especially now that you're doing more corporate speaking type mm. stuff.
2: Yeah yeah my head was there too um, product or service I definitely see it as a service Now I could be delivering a product in order to deliver the service you could kind of play some semantics I, there
1: that's how I kind of see it I kind of feel as it's both you know I mean the service is you're making people you know you're you're bringing joy to people and the product is your your at it's your material and you know the, you know, making them laugh is the service, but they kind of
2: go hand in hand. That's right. Um, I suppose if uh, I were in a situation where somebody could pay me to not actually deliver it in person, like if they wanted to pay me for a recording of jokes, Mm -hmm. um, like I could see that as a product. But I think a product anytime that I don't need to interface with a customer in order to deliver what they paid for but oh that's and, a good point yeah in in the in the art of doing comedy though i mean there's you're definitely performing the service you need to be mm-hmm. there so that's kind of what locks it into service yeah yeah that's that's a good point that's a good perspective i also think on that you know
1: kind of what's the second part of that question you know take it as i am or what can i bring to the uh, what can i offer to the audience uh For me personally, I think it's, you know, it should be kind of a hybrid. I mean, obviously, you know, you want your you want to you want to have your artistic integrity, but you also it's there's got to be a compromise, I guess, is what I'm saying between artists and what the audience wants. Um, And that's not to say, you know, because there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, cancel, you know, people talk about cancel culture and free speech and this and that and so on and so forth. Yes, that's, you know. Think about all those things. But what I'm saying is, is you can still be creative. You can still have your artistic uh, integrity and be who you are on stage and still deliver something that is somewhat catered to the audience. You yeah, know, and that goes to, you know, read like we talked about in the last couple episodes, reading your, reading the room, you know, what, you know, seeing what they're responding to, what they're not responding to. And, and not necessarily changing who you are and bending who you are, but bending your material. And not yeah. to say do, you know, that you're doing material specifically for them, but if you notice that the crowd's not into political jokes, and you have some political jokes, but you notice that they're, they're having a good time with family, you know, material about family, and you have material about family then you shouldn't go out there and do your political humor. You should go out there and do your jokes about family. And those jokes are still going to be delivered and, you know, by who you are and your, you know, your style and things like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, I, I, all those points I agree with really like um, I, it's part of my job to adapt to the surroundings mm-hmm. for sure and that's part of delivering it but it's also part of my job to be honest with the person paying me and saying i'm not right for this yes like like i can definitely adapt and you know uh but adapting to me is like okay like you said As I'm going through the bits, and I notice that maybe the dark humor isn't working in the small town. Let's kind of brighten it up a bit, Josh. Yeah, fine. But I'm I'm also not going to be a good fit for a college, right? Mm -hmm. So somebody says, "Okay, I got a bunch of college students here here ready to see some comedy." Um, My jokes about being a dad. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, and yeah.
2: working and all of that really just aren't going to pay off for them and and somebody is they can find somebody else who's going to do a better job in that case absolutely
1: so, yeah yeah find, they so can I, find somebody that's what related. i have
2: to the audience but i gotta choose the right audience
1: yeah and that's uh, that's another good point with this too is that you know sometimes it isn't so much about offering you know what you have to the audience or you know T- this is me take it or leave it it's about finding your audience you know and that's what's great now with social media you can you know you you have the whole world at your fingertips so you can find your audience and then and then it doesn't matter you get that following and they're going to come support you and because they want to be at your show and see you live and doesn't pretty much doesn't matter what you say they'll they'll be happy to be there <laughs> so so yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah so I think that was a great, that was a great question. Thank you, Betsy. Uh, Well, you know, like I said, there's more to this, this question. We might kind of get into it a little bit next week uh, or not next week, but in two weeks, because we're only doing this segment on between bombs right now. If if we start getting a lot of questions, maybe we'll do it in the intros as well, but we're trying to keep things, you know, uh, tight and flowing good. So with that, I think we're going to call this episode uh, done and
2: in the books. What do you think, Josh? I think as well. Three, all right. Three stamps of approval. Three stamps
1: know. of approval, <laughs> but exactly not 300.
2: three hundred. <laughs> Betsy has three names, so she does. Yeah, that's
1: three. There's, everything's in threes today. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, with that being said, make sure you follow the show. Uh, Make sure you like our content. uh, Join the Facebook group. Everything is down in the show notes as far as links go. Follow us on all the places. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of The Art of Bombing. And in two weeks, we'll be back with callbacks. See you then.
0: This has been a Dan Bublitz comedy production. Roar